Contest of Champions, episode number 40, Iron Fist versus Wonder Man. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! All right, welcome back, comic book fans, to season number two of the Contest of Champions Live, the premier comic book podcast on the internet today. This is the 20th fight of season two and the 40th episode under our belt since we have gone live. Um, and before we begin, we just want to thank everybody out there for su- their support and helping us make, the, make this the, the best comic book podcast on the net with everybody's great questions and their downloads and and participation has just been awesome. Uh, I am the Canadian Cape Killer, and with me as always, pulling double podcast duty tonight, is the clobbering clergyman, Jeff Jackson. How's it going, Jeff? Good, good. I'm, I'm excited about this, this fight. I'm really looking forward to hearing um, another Eli versus speech match. So, You're not all worn out from doing back-to-back podcasts? Oh, no, man. I could, just, I could do podcasts all day long. Yeah? I've got stamina. And uh, joining us also this week is Eli Anthony, who has secretly been building his own version of Sextillion in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need that extra Son of a gun. <laughs> That's, That's, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and his opponent tonight, a man who turned down a spot on the U.S. Olympic team in rhythmic gymnastics to be with us tonight. <laughs> Infinite speech, thanks for the sacrifice speech. <laughs> Anything for you guys. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. All right. All right. Well, um, uh, there's some there's some things that have been popping up in the headlines in the world of comics and. Uh, Number one is uh, the United States uh, turned to comics to feed their new propaganda machine because, you know, that's what we do in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, An app for iOS and Android is now available called America's Army Comics. Executive producer Mike Barnett exclaimed that this digital storytelling app is a perfect way to capture the amazing stories told by uh, armed forces abroad. Um. You know, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I do. I agree. I, I have a hard time retelling, uh, relating to stories like this. Um, um, I'm not a peace-loving Canadian like my, like my good friend Ian there. But, um, but, uh, but what do you, what, what do you guys, what do you guys think of the, uh, uh, of of this kind of app? Are are you are you also are you gun-toting, warmongering uh, Americans like like Ian tends to think we are? Yeah, he does think like, like all of us pack guns, but some of us like edge weapons, like my, myself. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I, I don't have any, I don't have any desire to read these stories anyway. Yeah, or you know, or look into them at, at all. But that's just me. I mean, I'm not saying they're either good or bad, but just my preference. Uh, I yeah, I I don't I don't know. I didn't even know about this before you put it in script, so I don't I I haven't even heard of it, so 
I'm, I'm not a big war I'm comic. waiting on the Squirrel Girl title with yeah. the Marvel now. That's what I'm waiting on. I, I'm not a big I'm not a big war comic fan. No matter even if it's I mean like even Captain America like Ed Brubaker's Captain America I haven't read because I'm just not into I'm not into that kind of stuff. So yeah, not really not really into it. I guess this this com- this company did uh, they, they they did really well with their last app and I, I should have wrote down what it was called but they they came up with some other app and it was all based on the same type of thing um, but it was like it was like it was like first person shooter war game but based on based on real, real missions or something like that I don't know what it, it had some some reality part to it or something like that. And I guess it did. Uh, I guess it did really, really well. Mm. Anyway, so um, also a uh, second thing in news: Marvel and ABC are in the early stages of developing a new television show, which I thought was interesting. Um, it's not yet clear how close the connection this show will have to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, but it's almost guaranteed that it will be considerably scaled down, of course, compared to the movies. Um, the cost of producing the special effects necessary for a superhero drama would be astronomical. Um, some, some, of the, some people are predicting that the storyline will more closely resemble that of the Marvel's graphic novel, which depicts the uh, rise of superpowered community back in the 1950s. So basically it's going to be the Avengers movie without any of the cool stuff. That's what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. To me it sounds like uh, Heroes. Like it'll be like Heroes. Except, for without, except for without the Heroes. Well, I don't know. They'll probably have it's Heroes was like that too, right? Heroes they didn't. I mean, they didn't really show a whole lot of powers, and when they did, it was very quick. You know, like yeah, like it was. Well, well I think they played with the idea that they 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 found the most cost-effective powers to transfer. You know, for the um the te- the television um, audience, because and you're right, the price would be way way too much, but. If done right, it could be fun. I mean, there aren't. I mean, you don't need you know Thor coming down, bringing down all the lightning, or or Iron Man crashing through, you know, repulsor rays, or or the Hulk for a show to be good with the special effects. There are other powered characters out there that can be just as cool. If it was a Power Man Iron Fist show, you know, yeah. it'd be great. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that, that stuff you could that that would translate late well. Yeah. You know, hint Power Man Iron Fist television show. <laughs> well, they they're listening. They're listening. Or, yeah, or movie, or mini series. Yeah, anything. Anything. Yeah, anything. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just I know one of my favorite shows was uh, HBO's Rome, and um, I know it was canceled. Not its ratings were really good, but they ended up canceling the show because they just couldn't afford to produce it anymore because the uh, the sets were so. Expensive. Um, I used to know the numbers. I can't remember them anymore. But I remember when I read the numbers, how much cost, like just to maintain the set stuff. It was, it was freaking unbelievable. Like I, I, I don't know how they could have done it even in the first place. Uh, now I know an, a Marvel movie would be a little easier because your set, you know, you just use apartment buildings and you know some standard New York set. But yeah, which means anyway, you go to Canada to I, film it. I thought it was interesting though. You know, like yeah. it's Comics is comics everywhere, right? Yeah, I know. They're trying to yeah. trying to capitalize. Good yeah. stuff. All right. So, previously on COC. 
Last week we saw Tom McNeely, a, a very uh, drunk Tom McNeely, um, down to his last character, Professor X, taking on Scarlet Spider, managed by Dan Brian. And you can go back and check out all the back and forth comments regarding this fight on the comicattack.former.com website under the forum titled COC. Uh, funny enough, Scarlet Spider writer Chris Yost had this to say about the fight on Twitter uh, when asked who he thought would win, and, and he says, Professor X, but he'd lose the use of his legs again winning, getting the win, which I thought was, uh, was, was a really, uh, a really, really perfect <laughs> um, uh, uh, way that this fight would go down. So, um the, uh, the comic. So, so well, first of all, we just want to thank Chris for for responding um, to that, and uh, you know, he's he's one. That's of our... how you. What? Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's that's how you know he's he's a fantastic writer because um, he's a fan. Well, and and when he throws something like that out, oh, he just says it in like one sentence, and then when I read that, I was like, he's probably right. Like, that's, and how awesome would that story be? That would be an awesome story, exactly. <laughs> like, what a great writer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome, and he replies to our tweets, unlike uh, Kieran Gillen. Anyway, <laughs> um, so the comic attack dot uh, former dot com poll named Professor X as the winner with seventy five percent of the votes over Scott Spider's twenty five percent, and. I'm just gonna go ahead and say uh, I really do think. I mean, uh, when 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 Yost put that on there, I thought, you know, that's really how it would how it would end. I think. Um, I mean, I don't think I don't think Kane is any slouch. I don't think that he's um, that he's you know not powerful. I don't think you know I I I, I like him. I think he's a great competitor in this. But I'm sorry, unfortunately, Xavier. Um, is just really powerful, and 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 uh, you know I think big things are going to come out of Xavier in the next issue or issues of of AVX. Um, I think I think Tom is really lucky that he's hanging on to Xavier at this point because um, you know in the last issue of, of AVX, uh, Xavier showed up uh, to basically tell uh, Scott, "I'm, I'm going to put you down. Um, I love you." Um, but you're you're in the wrong here, and um, somebody somebody who can who can face the phoenix like that and say, um, you know, I'm I, I'm the one who's going to put you down, and I don't know what's going to happen to to Xavier out of that, but um, but he's just got tremendous power. I mean, he's just one of the b- biggest and best minds, and um, uh, so yeah, I, I I my vote goes to Xavier definitely. Yeah, um, Xavier in this in this tournament, Xavier's probably over the cap. Um, the only thing that makes him not over the cap is the fact that Iron Man Iron Man was the benchmark, and Iron Man has um, he has side dampeners or whatever you call it in his helmet, so that you know telepaths can't get into his helmet, but um, kind of like Magneto's helmet. So that's the only reason why someone like Xavier could even make it into this draft because. Iron Man just happened to be, you know, the benchmark for the power, um, the power benchmark. So if it was somebody else, like, uh, well, I don't know, almost anybody else, um, um, Professor Xavier would probably be too, he'd probably be over the cap. So 
Um, I think, like Yost said, I think that Scarlet Spider gets some licks in. I think I think he's fast and he's uh, he's a bit ruthless. So you know, Xavier probably leaves this fight with quite a headache um, from getting you know a couple of good shots. But uh, ultimately, I think Xavier's just way too powerful for. First guy, Scarlet Spider. It's kind of like Xavier's first fight in this tournament when he fought Venom, right? Um, yeah. Venom, Venom and Scarlet Spider, both awesome characters, but not against Professor Xavier. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there was there was some talk on the forums about you know an old uh, this old issue of of Uncanny X Men where uh, he gets you know bopped on the head with a brick or something like that and it's like come on really uh, I'm so sick of that argument cuz it just doesn't hold any bearing for me at all but um but that's just me so well, and you can and in that argument can go either way do you know what i mean like you can take that argument the complete opposite direction too and for everyone who wants to talk about Xavier being hit on the head with a brick or being pushed down some stairs we can quote issues where you know he's uh, he's taken possession of uh, um, you know an entire country tree full of people, or right. he has um, he's used local wildlife like birds and things like that, and he's telepathically taking control of them and stuff. Do you know what I mean? So his powers are pretty. You know, it, 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 like the speech always says this too, right? It all depends on the writer. You yeah, know? like it's mm, oftentimes it they're going to make Xavier seem a bit helpless and defenseless because w- what fun is is you know. Is the all-powerful telepath if he's always just 100% the all-powerful telepath? Right. He might as well be in DC. Right. Well, I think it's interesting just looking at um, who's left in this tournament. You've got Tom with Professor X. You've got Dan with Wolverine. You've got Eli with Emma Frost, and you've got Gid with Iron Fist. And all of all four of these guys, these guys are playing big parts in AVX right now. And depending on what happens in AVX, um, I think it's really going to play a, a huge impact on this on the rest of this this game. Um, and it could go either way. Like, I mean, as much as how uh, as as awesome as it is that Eli still has uh, Emma Frost. Um, I mean, she can't be the Phoenix forever, right? So, timing is everything, right? Oh yeah. And, I don't and know. Same... She was able to deflect an adamantium slice in Avengers Academy last week, which was totally stupid. Well, yeah, but in diamond form. But yeah, and then <clears> but then you know, Iron Fist right now is it's Phoenix Diamond speech. So you know. <laughs> oh oh, I'm sorry, the Phoenix Diamond. Yeah, but so then the that, that's about. a mutant telepath's best friend. Right, <laughs> but then you know, but then you know, Iron Fist somehow is deflecting Phoenix powers. So we, I, I, all I'm saying is that I, I'm looking at this list of people, and I don't know who's going to win. Like in past games, I've looked at the list, and I'm like, okay, okay I can pretty much bet that so and so or this person may, you know, will have a good chance. But this one, I really, Tom could take this one all the way, um, depending on what happens with with Xavier. So anyway, just interesting. Yeah, for sure. All right, so with that, that's the sweep for uh, for Xavier, and uh, and Scarlet Spider goes out. And my guess is, and you know, maybe I shouldn't say something like this, but my guess is, I think Dan threw Scarlet Spider out there, kind of, yeah, as, as fodder. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, he, he sort of saw the writing on the wall there, and he's like, okay, who can I throw out here? And he, I think, he's probably just gonna let somebody else deal with Xavier and say goodbye to Scarlet Spider. That's that's my guess. Right. I'll take Xavier. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So to so learn more. the guy with the Phoenix power, Emma. 
Well, <laughs> and you're all happy before it once I beat Xavier, yeah. <laughs> and then Emma will probably lose her powers. Now. But see, you're actually you're 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 uh, you're not up against Tom for a while, so you're you're kind of lucky there, pal. <laughs> no, I need to get him before Emma loses the Phoenix. Power. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. See, that's what I'm saying. Timing's everything. It was awesome watching her take it down, Thor. Though that was good. I yeah, love that. That was good. All right, so to uh, to learn more about the COC, go back and listen to to uh, the live draft or episodes one through nineteen by going to comicattack.forumer.com and look it up in a form appropriately titled COC. Um, tonight's question of the week comes from our own Eli Anthony, and uh, his question is: What's your favorite comic fight of all time? Wow, it's amazing that we've gone through forty episodes and we haven't answered this question. Yeah. That's a big question. Oh my gosh! You know what? This is horrible. I thought we were going to do the other one, and I, I've been thinking about that. I haven't been thinking about this question. Oh, like who you think people, each person would be? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Favorite comic of all time. Um, comic well, fight. Comic fight. fight. Yeah, comic fight of all time. Well, I'll so, go first. I'll go first. Um, Jeff will go first, and then that'll set you guys up. There you go. Um, so I, I, I had to go up, I mean, I was just thinking of all these fights and, uh, so I, I had to go upstairs and just start looking through my comics and, and be like, oh, you know, what, and I have to go with, um, uh, X-Men volume two, number 25. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, uh, you're going to hear me pull the tape off of it right now. Cause I'm going to open it up and look at it again. Um, <laughs> this is so good. Um, and this is. The uh, I guess the end of the Fatal Attractions. It's got a hologram cover. Um, Gambit. Gambit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not crazy about the art. The art is by Andy Kubert. Um, I know what issue you're talking about. But this is. But the fight is. This is the culmination of uh, Magneto is just out of control, and the X Men sent, sent a team up to fight him, and um, and it's a it's a great team. It's a you know Gambit, Rogue, Jean Grey, Quicksilver. Wolverine and, and Professor X go up to to fight Magneto on Avalon, and um, and they get up there, and uh, and and finally uh, they confront him, and and uh, and so the battle just starts, and um, and Wolverine, of course, you know, uh, well, I mean, they all start pummeling on him pretty 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 extensively and finally Wolverine sneaks up on him and and just jumps on him and starts attacking and and Magneto just had enough and so finally he just um does what we all for years were like why doesn't Magneto just do this <laughs> um cuz I can remember way back in the very first time that that Wolverine and Magneto that uh, in the very first fight that 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 new team had with with Magneto, um, and and he starts he uses his claws against. Um, I remember I think John Byrne drew drew it, but there's this great shot of like Wolverine and the claws are his, his own claws are coming towards him and he's kind of like backing away because Wolver uh, Magneto's doing. But anyway, but uh, this is the issue where where Magneto just has had enough and he just rips all of the adamantium out of Wolverine's body. And um, and you know what what makes this fight so great is that it's this it's this culmination. I mean, everybody knows that that, that Magneto and the X Men. I mean, it's just the ultimate 
Uh, they've been through so much together. They've been teammates. They've been enemies. They and um, and so uh, and you know way back when when I was reading this when I was a teenager, um, you know I didn't know that they would go to these links. And I can remember thinking I, mean, I was I was so much less jaded back then. And I can remember thinking, oh my gosh, like, how is Wolverine going to survive this? Like, his, you know, his, his, his adamantium is being ripped out of his body, like, all this. But then that's not the only great thing about this fight. Um, so then right after that happens, um, Xavier's just had enough. And he grabs Magneto and he, wipe, he mind wipes him. And, um, and Magneto just lands with this thwomp. And, uh, and he steals his mind, which of course we all know later uh, we find out that's that's the catalyst for onslaught being born and so I mean just so much in that in that one issue, so many good things came out of that you know Wolverine losing his losing his adamantium and and finding out that he has bone claws like that was a huge reveal I mean it just was a fight that that just set so many things into motion and and also was so emotional because of of the of the characters involved and um, it's just one of my favorites good yeah that's a good issue yeah for me i i there's so many fights that uh that I could have chosen from um, but there's one which I don't hear a lot of people talk about this and I'm not sure if it's because they don't like it or if they haven't read it um but it's one of my favorite books. I actually I own the singles, and then I went out and bought the uh, bought the trades of it as well, so I can just reread it and reread it and reread it. And I always do it. It's, it's probably I probably read it more than almost any of my other books, and that's uh, um, the Ultimates too. Uh, and the the storyline's called Grand Theft America. And uh, and have you guys read that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't. Oh, you haven't? It's it's uh, it's really good by Mark Millar and uh, and Brian Hitch, I believe, is the artist on it. And um, volume two is the one that I'm gonna I'm gonna reference. And what's happened is is these these terrorists have taken over America, and um, in in a really sort of uh, I don't know how to how to say it, how to do it to justice. Like in a really grand way, they've taken over America. Like they've completely leveled the White House, and they're just killing people left, right, and center. They've killed uh, the Black Widow. Turns out to be a turns out to be a spy, and she kills Hawkeye's family. And it's it's a really it's really brutal stuff. Uh, lots of people are getting killed and stuff like that. And there's there's so many great fights, and and it um, the whole thing is basically just a series of fights. When it, it's the Ultimates taking it taking back America from these guys, but you know at a really great cost. And there's this guy who's kind of like he's he's like Captain in America's uh, mirror opposite on this terrorist squad, and uh, his name's he doesn't have a code name. His name's Abdul Al Rahman, um, and he's from he's from Iraq or something like that. And he has this sort of Darth Maul. They even call him Darth Maul. Hawkeye calls him Darth Maul at one point in time. He's got this Darth Maul kind of double-sided lightsaber kind of thing, um, and. So him and Captain America start going at it, and he's just he's laying a pretty good beating on Captain America. And then in between, it's kind of like flipping between fights. And this is why I think this is my greatest fight of all of, of all time. You've got this abomination guy. He, he's not really abomination, but he looks like abomination, and he's pounding the Hulk uh, into the ground and like just kicking his butt. Um, and, and then there's this. Um, I, I don't know who the speedster's name is, but I think she's from Africa. Uh, or someplace, I think somewhere in northern Africa, and she's up against Quicksilver, and she's just she's or sorry, she's up against Hawkeye, 
And so Hawkeye's getting these punches, this left, right, and center, and you don't see anybody. All you see is Hawkeye's face, like, going left and blood going everywhere, and then going right and blood going everywhere, and then going uppercut and blood going everywhere. You don't see anything. It's just a speedster just beating the piss out of Hawkeye. Um, and <laughs> that's, that's when it gets really cool, because the speedster, she's really cocky, and all of a sudden Quicksilver grabs her, out of, like, kind of out of midair. You don't even see Quicksilver. He's all of a sudden got her. And uh, so she's, she's, you know, talking trash to Quicksilver, and Quicksilver's—he's—he's he's talking to her as he's doing it, and talk, you know, saying, you know, I don't know how fast you can go, but here's my top speed or whatever. And he's like, "Can you feel your bones starting to rattle and stuff like that?" And in the pictures, you can see like her eyeball comes out and the skin starts being flayed from her, her, her arms and stuff like that. And it's really, it's really, you know, no, no holds barred stuff. And then they go back to this um, Rockman guy and Captain America, and uh, and Captain America starts to get beat up pretty bad and, and it looks like it's things are going to go things are going to go south for him um sorry i'm flipping a couple of pages ahead here and oh yeah so um because there's these there's these guys that are like it's like multiple band but they're on the terrorist side and they all dogpile onto Captain America and they hold him down and then this rockman guys he's going to behead Captain America right in front of the white house you know in front of everybody um, and, uh, and then it's amazing because then the Hulk grabs Captain America's shield. Sorry, I'm going on forever here. Uh, the Hulk grabs Captain America's shield and whips it, and it chops off Rockman's arms. Um, so he's standing there, two stumps just standing there. And then uh, Captain America takes uh, his own lightsaber thing and buries it into his chest, and he falls dead into the big fountain in front of the, in front of the, the White House. So it's, you know, the dialogue's much better, too, than what I've just come up with. But... And there's so many. This this book, if you've never read it, I highly recommend it. It's, it's uh, been a while since I've read it, and you're making me want to go back and read it. So <laughs> yeah, you're it's making me uh, want to read it. Uh, yeah, it's really good. It's 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 one of my favorite books of all time. That's for sure. And and it's because of the fights. I love the fights in it. All right. So I don't, Eli Gibbs, does that uh, give you any ideas or? Oh yeah, I got one. Um. Uh, this this is, is has been you know one of my favorites, and and it it was also one of the first real big fights that I read. So it's kind of unfair um, to compare other fights uh, to it uh, in terms of scale and and meaning. It's uh, what happened in Infinity Gauntlet. Oh and yeah. Not only that, see, see, I love there's there's two big things. There's when Adam Warlock leads all the heroes. Against and, well, and Doctor Doom too, against Thanos. But there's also before that. I don't think it's in the Infinity Gauntlet series. I think it was in a couple of issues of Silver Surfer, where Thanos collects the Infinity Gems and makes the Infinity Gauntlet, and he has to go to six ridiculously powerful, like cosmic beings, um, the uh, Eternals. I think they are. Right. Uh, he goes to he he beats Champion Grandmaster the Gardener, um, some <laughs> the fast guy. The Gardener, <laughs> the Gardener. Yeah. yeah I know. Um, and uh, uh, <laughs> just the, the way that Thanos goes about beating them, you know, Thanos has has power, but but he he uses his mind. He just outsmarts them every time, and he he just he gets in their head. He he's planned, like uh, for, for example, when he beats Champion. He knows exactly what what champion is going to do. Champion is this ridiculously powerful guy who just fights. That's all he does. He looks for physical challenges, and um, 
Thanos knows that he can't though he can't beat him, but he knows that Champion's rage will be his undoing. And so he gets Champion really mad and he's about to just lay like the most powerful uh blow that's ever been struck and Thanos teleports out of the way. Champion flies right down and hits the planet and destroys it. Champion had the power gem, so he was powerful enough to do that, and then Champion is floating in space. And he's just floating there because he, he can't fly, or he can't teleport or anything, and he has no idea what the power gem does. He just thinks it's a lucky charm. And so Thanos says, you give me that little trinket, and I'll give you a ride to the nearest planet, or you can float here forever. So, you know, he, he, he uses the, the weaknesses of, of everyone against them. He did the same thing to Grandmaster, who's supposed to be one of the most intelligent guys in the universe, the best gamer, and he, he gamed him. He outsmarted him. And so then, you know, he gets uh, – we all know the Infinity Gauntlet. Probably Thanos wants to destroy the universe or half the universe, and all the heroes have to combine to go after him. And Adam Warlock knows Thanos very well, and he basically does to Thanos what Thanos did to all those other guys – to collect the Infinity Gems. He, he's in his head, and he outsmarts him because he knows something about Thanos that Thanos doesn't even really realize about himself. Right. Um, and, and it has to do with all the defeats Thanos has suffered in the past leading up to the Infinity Gauntlet. And um, you know, just the way he uses everyone, even Silver Surfer, like a pawn because he understands the stakes. And the and, and plan, you know, plan works. There's a little hiccup when uh, Thanos loses the gauntlet to Nebula. Yeah. But there's some great moments, like Quasar being a giant wiener. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just a pathetic pile of crap. Well, and all the, all the ways that Thanos defeats all the heroes are awesome. Just They ev- are. Every single one of them, like encasing Cyclops' head in a, in a box... Um, just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. It's, it's awesome. And, and it was even cool the way Starlin, uh, the way they did it when he took out Scarlet Witch. They didn't show it. You know, you're you're getting the fight from the point of view of Thanos' half brother Eros. Right. And he and he's like, I I don't want to remember my friend Wanda like that. I'm gonna avert my eyes. And he he backhands Namor and She Hulk like you know just pimp slaps them. And then where he hit them, there's like this fungus. That oh grows yeah. On them, and it encases them and kills them. And uh, my favorite one is Thor. Thor is just is hammering Thanos, and um, he turns Thor into glass. And uh, who is it? Someone said Nova. All right, Nova says uh, no one's busting up Thor while Nova's around, and he calls him Prune Face, as lame as that is. And then <laughs> Thor just. He said – Thor goes, not round, square, and he turns Nova into uh, toy blocks, and he just falls to the ground. It, it's fantastic. So that, that, that's pretty much my favorite fight of all time. That's a good one. And, and it just so happens that I just read that this weekend. You did. It's going to be gauntlet? Well, I've read it before. I mean I read it a long time ago, but I got it from the library, and uh, – so I I just read it this weekend. Yeah, so good. Sometimes you got to go back and revisit a cool story. So. Uh-huh. Oh oh oh, and I forgot an, another just amazing thing is you see this is the battle with the heroes, and then the cosmic entities take their turn, and the celestials just have like a line of planets that they've just gotten from somewhere, 
and they just point, and the planets just one after another hurl are hurled into Thanos. And I mean, that's awesome. You, you attack a guy with planets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you never done that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not All quite right, that bad. Yeah, uh, okay. One day it'll happen for you. Ant farms, maybe. But, you know. <laughs> All right. Um, mine comes down to uh, actually it came down to me choosing be- between two, which is one is the uh, the original series that the movie was based off of. That these issues totally blow the doors off of that, but just the fact that um, it took you to Wait, say say place. say what yours was again. Aliens versus Predator, the okay. um, original, um, the original miniseries. Okay. And what it did is, at that point in time when the books came out, uh, little was known about both races, and it ended up um, giving kind of a deeper uh, look at the uh, predators, how they um, how their tribal system works, and how interaction with the aliens are, and they take them in and they go ahead and they see planets. And, um, you know, they go hunt them. And in this one, the humans are caught in the middle. But it was um, instead of just having these guys just go at it, you actually get a really great story. And what's real cool is have um, how the predators choose the hunting grounds is that uh, they basically have a contest of will. And they have this little runty predator going up one of the bigger guys who, um, as the story is told amidst um, these these two pilots are um, cargoing a ship. And their conversation parallels with how the predator's um, tribal system works. So the little runny predator, he's like um, he's seen as maybe you would call him like the good guy. And the bigger one is the jackass of the group. And so as as these two are going at it hand to hand in their little um, tribal thongs over which planet they're going to go go see, you know, one of them ends up not only losing but he's like seriously humiliated which leads into another story but then um you get you get the main predator they go to the the, um the planet and up until this point i hadn't seen anything quite this um, visceral except in the films and you have the hunting party and the way these people are being just gutted and it is just ridiculous how you know everything transpires but the human um her name is i think it's machiko uh, something like that. You see her progression from a lot like a business tycoon into this warrior who joins the last remaining predator and getting rid of the alien queen and the and, and the rest of them that killed the whole planta- plantation on the planet. So I mean, by the end of the story, she's she's got the 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 brand. She's cutting up aliens left and right, you know. And it's just you get to see predators doing what they do best, which was awesome. Just ripping through an entire town of people. And you can never get enough of that. And a couple of face huggers bursting through chest as well. I've never, I've never read that. You never read the original one. Mm-mm. When was that? Yeah, published? Just, uh, I think I want to say between either be- between ninety two and ninety four. I don't know exactly. Hmm. I say the between there, yeah. And the art was great, and the story was great. I think I don't know if they have just that series collected, but I know in the Alien versus Predator omnibus, it's got like all the in the first in the first volume, they've got like all of the um, original stories and the one that kind of leads in into that path of that other predator that lost mm. the match. His story with his team is in another book. 
it kind of uh, shows you that they're really just not a bunch of dumb animals running around and there's a method to what the predators do and it kind of fleshed them out more as actual characters and not just monsters coming to earth you know telling forcing Arnold Schwarzenegger to yell get to the chopper right, <laughs> right. <laughs> the chopper <laughs> All right. Well, good uh, good question there. I think those are some pretty awesome fights. Thanks, Eli. Oh, no, thank you, guys. All right. Well, in the spirit of superheroes fighting superheroes, and speaking of, of awesome fights, it's our tradition here on the show for all of us to choose one fight from this week's comics that we consider to be the highlight fight of the week. And let's start with uh, Ian. How about you? Uh, for me, I picked, there was a bunch of fights that I was kind of torn between, um, but I decided to go with Uncanny X-Force, number 28, and uh, my fight is, uh, it's, I was going to say a future death lock, but that's kind of, I think that's kind of redundant, right? Cause <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They're all future, <laughs> future death lock, um, <laughs> but it's, it's this, it's this different death lock, not the one who's been joined, who's been tagging along with with X Force for a little while, and he's trying to he's trying to stop X Force. It's it's a bit of a convoluted story, but the fight itself is is great because he's just trying to stop X Force. So um, it's, it's all of X Force against Deathlock, and uh, yeah, yeah, it starts off by Deathlock shoots tries to shoot Wolverine with one of his special guns, and then the Nightcrawler bamps Wolverine out of the way, um, and uh, and gives Deadpool a pretty good slash, and then. It's cool because uh, Nightcrawler teleports above Deathlock, but when he does that, he drops Wolverine out of the air on him. So Wolverine comes flying out of the air with his claws on top of him, but he, uh, and he gives him a pretty good slash right across the face. But then Deathlock puts his own Wolverine-style claws right through Wolverine from front to back, and uh, at the same time turns around and punches pun- punches Deadpool right in the face. And his whole collapses like a like a rotten pumpkin or something like that. Like it's a, <laughs> it's quite a hefty punch to the face. Like it looks like he collapsed his entire, every bone is, you know, his orbital bone all the way down to his jaw. Um, and then, uh, he gets ready for the kill. He's gonna, he's gonna take his, uh, his giant lightsaber type sword. He's gonna chop off Wolverine's head. Must, must be from, from, stole from the ultimates from Brian Hitch and the ultimates. And then, uh, the future X Force guys come come rolling in on these weird land speeder things, and they they blow that Deathlock unit up pretty good. So it was a it was a nice little fight. Uh, you always you always got you got to love when you have got that one character who's the team leader and takes on the whole team. I knew uh, if Dan Brienne read that, he'd probably be in heaven because I know he's a huge Deathlock fan. So it was a pretty good fight. Yeah, that was a good fight. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, not bad. All right, Eli. Me, um, I don't think any of us has ever picked a fight from this book. Uh, I don't even know if uh, if any of us are reading it, uh, but mine is from Axe Cop, President of the World, number one. Uh, you guys familiar with Axe Cop? Yeah. No. Okay, Axe Cop is, is, is kind of unique. It's the story. It's done by two brothers. One is eight years old currently, and he does the story. Thus, <laughs> Axe Cop. It sounds like a little boy's thing. And then everything else in the book except for the colors is done by that kid's older brother who's 31 and a, 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 a comic book artist. So um, I think this is the second miniseries. Um, so a- Axe Cop is basically a guy who looks like 
Sarge Slaughter, maybe. The big, <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. got the big glasses, the, the cop glasses, the big mustache, and he's got a, a cop hat, a, a uniform, a badge, and an axe. No gun, no handcuffs, just an axe. And so he's president of the world, and he's got his his cast of, of his, te- his law enforcement team is, is as you would imagine, it's out of the mind of an eight-year-old boy. He's got Goo Cop, who's made of green goo, uh, <laughs> thanks to uh, an experiment by aliens gone wrong. He used to be a regular guy. Um, he, he shoots goo at you, and it gets in your brain, and then he can control your mind. Nice. Then he's got a talking gorilla from a talking gorilla planet that just showed up and is, is begging Axe Cop for help because his planet is being overrun by evil robotic penguins. Oh, my God. Oh, so, I hate it when that happens. Yes, yes. I mean, penguins, are, they're not evil on our planet, but apparently, uh, the, you know, there are, there are space penguins. They, they, could so, be, they could be conspiring. We just don't know. I mean, <laughs> they're all by themselves down there in That's Antarctica. Right. I mean, That's right. They could be invading. And they got that creepy walk. Yeah. So... Um, Axe Cop, like you know, yeah, sure. Uh, me and Goo Cop will. Uh, Goo Cop can. Goo Cop can form his body into anything he wants out of goo. So he makes a, spa- a rocket and he flies himself, Axe Cop, and the talking gorilla to the talking gorilla planet. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe this is a real thing. Oh uh, yeah, and and uh, I enjoy it more than a lot of other books that we've we've been getting recently. Um. So, uh, uh, Axe Cop has his axe, Goo Cop has goo, the talking gorilla, he has uh, machine gun fists, he can talk, (laughs) and he can shoot anything he wants out of his tail. (laughs) Volcano, jetliners. What? A a volcano? So, (laughs) they arrive on this talking gorilla planet, the evil penguins are going nuts. They're, they're murdering everybody. And oh, and on the talking gorilla planet, the young gorillas are smart, but as you get older, you get dumber. So, um, Axe Cop, he, try, he hits one right in the head. Because what Axe Cop normally does is he just chops the bad guy's head off. But that doesn't uh. work because these penguins are robots. So mm. it just clangs off. Well, uh, because they don't have brains, they're robots. Well, then uh, Talking Gorilla, he sh- tries to, to shoot them with his robot hands, cause, uh, his machine gun hands. He's the only one of the gorillas on this planet with these special powers. But that doesn't do anything. They're indestructible. So Axe Cop gets the bright idea, and he has Goo Cop fly them back to the evil penguin planet. And Axe Cop realized they must be centrally controlled. So he goes back there, and their entire planet is made of like metal igloos. So, and it's abandoned because they've all gone to the gorilla planet. To take it over, and there's this thing that says main control panel. Axe Cop hits it with his axe. They fly back to uh, Gorilla Planet, and they find the gorillas cleaning them up and re- putting all the evil penguin robots that are now dead into the recycle bin. Axe Cop says, no, 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 the fight's not over. You have to stop recycling them because whatever you make out of it is evil because that metal is evil. And then Axe Cop says, what we need is a volcano. Well – Seeing as how the talking gorilla has the power to shoot anything he wants out of his tail, he pops out a volcano, and they dump all the evil penguin robots in there, save the day. Then they fly back to Earth in the Goo Cop robot, uh, rocket. 
that my mind is blown. If, if in all seriousness, this is written by the older brother, but the story comes from the younger brother. There's one trade out already: Axe Cop, Bad Guy Earth. It is fantastic. Wow. This stuff is better than a lot of what Marvel and DC is putting out. It, it is – I mean it's silly, but it is entertaining. Who's the it's, publisher? Um, It's Dark Horse, this one. I don't know if the first one was Dark Horse. Right. The first mini. Wow. My goodness. All right. Gid, how about you? I don't know how you're going to top – Right, I was, I was I was gonna say robotic penguins yeah. and pooping out volcanoes. And volcanoes. Yeah, I mean, what what person doesn't want that power? But um, mine is a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number twelve. This is like the culmination of the last few issues where Splinter has been going through like hordes of ninja, and Shredder's just been like standing there. Well, in this issue, the turtles, with the help of a couple of the purple dragons which is a game that popped up in the in the original series. And Casey Jones arrive at the Bigfoot Ninja hideout, and you finally get to see Splinter and Shredder go at it. And you got to understand that, like I said, Splinter's been fighting like a horde of ninja for the past several hours. There's ninja just scattered all over the place. And by the time he gets to Shredder, he's tired, he's, he's cut up, he's beat up, he's bruised, but he fights on it, and the turtles come in right when... Of course, Shredder about to deliver that that killing blow, and then more ninja. Actually, I don't know where they even come from, but I guess that's why they're ninja. They they come from nowhere, and they all start fighting again, and it's just one huge martial arts battle throughout the entire issue. And again, just when you think Splinter's about to get killed again, the turtles finally unite, and Splinter realizes. I'm um, Shredder realizes who Splinter really is and who the turtles are so you see these little flashbacks of how um he had the foot clan behead the um the children when they were human back in their past life but um there's this one panel that's um drawn by waltz that's an exact um kind of a an homage to leonardo's attack on shredder from the original series when he cuts him in the chest with the with um, both blades it, it, it was just a real good um, surprise there and make out with uh splinter and they actually i mean they have to run there there's no way they can keep fighting shredder after their father's been beat to shit over the, the past hour and a half but um it was like like i said it was just one great long martial arts battle that was just awesome and it was good, actually. I don't think they even showed Splinter doing this much, you know, fighting in the original series. So it, it was good to actually see him, you know, get his hands dirty or paws or whatever you want to call them. Mm. But, yep, another great issue of the Turtles from IDW. All right. Um, my fight of the week comes from Secret Avengers number 29, written by Rick Remender and drawn by... Matteo Scalera. Um, this is a great issue. Um, kind of a return back to what was going on before the AVX stuff. Um, but uh, what's what's great is that the um, the fight that I that I'm that I really enjoyed was uh, all the the basically the the new masters of evil have captured uh, John Steele, who is a uh, pre Captain America. 
I don't, and I don't. I didn't read that arc of Secret Avengers, so I don't really know much about who he is. But he's he's, he's, he's from civil. Uh, he's from the Civil War times. So yeah, he's like a super soldier uh, from from back from back then. So, um, so anyway, so they've uh, captured him, and the uh, the Circus of Crime, who is a part of the the Masters of Evil, have. Um, have have captured him, and so they're doing all kinds of things. They're throwing, uh, you know, energy blades and stuff at him. He's up on this, um, he's up on this uh, kind of bullseye thing, and people are throwing, you know, they're throwing things at him. And uh, finally, he just gets so pissed off, and he 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 pulls his arms off and breaks this bullseye that he's on, and he smacks this lady uh, in the in the face. He's got a piece of the. Uh, of the uh, bullseye, the wood on his on his arm, so he's kind of using that as a shield. And uh, this other guy with like a lasso wraps him around the arm and tries to electrocute him. Um, and there's another character who has, or I guess it's the chick that he hit. She has this giant snake, and so she's about to. This giant snake starts starts lunging at him, and John Steele pulls the. Uh, pulls the the whip that the guy is electrocuting him with and um and pulls the guy right in front of him and so the snake ends up eating this this uh cowboy guy and then um and then this crazy clown guy on a unicycle starts throwing these not these like energy knives at him and um and he's and and John Steele runs through like this curtain and just as the clown gets through the curtain the secret avengers are standing there like um uh, Venom is standing there with a gu- with guns, but he's also the symbiote. All have like he's formed uh, other hands with the symbiote, and all those hands have guns too. And uh, so it's it's kind of awesome. And then Hawkeye's standing there with the bow, and so um, so they just start um, uh, uh, you know they 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 uh they end up um, uh, John still ends up I guess dying. Uh, from his injuries, and uh, and Venom gets pissed, and he he holds him over the the edge of this building, and uh, and drops him. But then Hawkeye catches him, and he he you know says you know you're not supposed to kill people. We're still Avengers. Blah blah blah. All this stuff. And uh, but anyway, I just loved John Steele uh, taking out this <laughs> these idiot these idiot bad guys. So pretty good stuff. Those those guys are classic too. I don't know. Did you know that, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. I just I, I I knew that they are the like the classic circus of crime, but I don't know. Man, I don't know much about them. So, um, so yeah, was, they were. They they they. Uh, I think their first appearance goes all the way back to like Incredible Hulk number three. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Wow, that far back. Yeah, I, so I I was really impressed with that reference. I was like, I love when they do that when they bring these obscure guys out of nowhere. And then I, I did a bit of research on them. I was like, damn, look at that and. And they're all like they're all like the original characters still too. Like that girl's name's Python, and right. they're all like they're all the real deal. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just it's great. The art is really good in this issue. It's 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 really it's a really good good issue. Good fight. All right, all right. So uh, on to the main event. You guys ready for it? Maybe. <laughs> Tonight's fight features Wonder Man, managed by Eli Anthony, against Iron Fist, managed by Infinite Speech. And this fight takes place at the Raft Prison. Um, so let's hear what our, our managers have to say about this fight. Listen carefully to the podcast because all of the voting rules and game information will be listed right after the fight. 
So here's our traditional coin toss. Uh, I believe Eli calls it. Is that right, Jeff? Uh, that is correct. No, I'm the home team. Oh, you're the yeah, home team. Home, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. speech calls yeah. it. Oh, I call it. My mistake. So I have uh, I have a dime speech. So on one side is a boat. It's the schooner. And uh, on the other side is the queen. I will take uh, I'll take a boat. I will take the schooner. The schooner? Okay. Let's see. Ah, uh, queen. Queen wins. So Eli, what do you what do you think? Do you want to go first? Or do you want Gid to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I'll get it over with. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, just rip that bandaid off, buddy. This is gonna hurt people. Iron Fist is like is like about my favorite character in the world. So, all right. I know you can't see me, but I have the biggest smile on my face right now. <laughs> I hate I you so much right now. Uh, I am smiling big right now, but you enjoy it. You enjoy it. So, um, uh, first off, uh, uh, speech and 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 plenty of people will be able to find uh, no shortage of material of me saying how awesome Iron Fist is in the past, and that that, that is correct. That is that is true. I believe Iron Fist is awesome, and he's been disrespected in the power rankings. Uh, of of our show here, um, I will and agree with you uh, I, yeah, and and you you may be able to go back and hear me argue for Iron Fist being higher in the rankings, not as high as I would put Wonder Man, but definitely above uh, Cyclops. So anyway, <laughs> um, I'm just I'm just warning you listeners about that right now, that that you may see some of that on the forum, uh, uh, but that doesn't change my honest opinion that. Wonder Man can definitely defeat Iron Fist. So, um, you know, both of these guys uh, have been Avengers. I- Iron Fist is currently an Avenger. They're in the prison. The villains, they're going to go after uh, Danny, I would say, if they're out and able to, more so than Wonder Man, because Wonder Man uh, beat up, he beat the crap out of, out of uh, the new Avengers. Uh, these same new Avengers that Danny is a member of. And um, I'm, you know, I don't know where uh, Wonder Man's team is after they got uh, arrested. I don't know if they're in the raft or not. But um, Venom's the only uh, one I know that's that's actually running around. Well, anti-Venom. That's he's who's not in prison. No, no, he's actually in the Venom series as Toxin now. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's well, going crazy. So, um, uh, you know, the, the, there's one line of attack where, where Wonder Man could, could grab some villains uh, who would definitely identify with him since he went after the Avengers. But he doesn't, even, he doesn't need to do that. We don't even need to consider that because Wonder Man can take out Iron Fist all by himself. Um, e- even if, if we were to just go with, with zero creativity and just toss the two of them at each other and let them go at it. Iron Fist, I mean, Danny can't really hurt Wonder Man. He can hit him, he can punch the mess out of him, he's quick, but if it was just a straight-up brawl, Danny's craftiness, his quickness, his hand-to-hand excellence, his focusing his chi, none of it's going to do anything to Wonder Man. Wonder Man and his team took out the new Avengers. Danny was there. Didn't, you know, didn't, didn't do anything. He got beat down with the rest of them. And, um... You know, Wonder Man put Thor on his on his butt. He he knocked Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel unconscious, 
Um, he's not going to have any compunction with, with beating the mess out of Danny here. And uh, Wonder Man has the advantage in speed. He has the advantage of flight. And strength, I mean, Wonder Man is on par with Thor and, uh, you know, that level of, of guy, that class 100 strength. Uh, a, couple of, a couple of shots, uh, just physical fists, uh, and Danny would, would, would be subdued. Um, and then you take into account uh, Wonder Man's energy projection abilities. Uh, Danny's going to have a hard time even getting uh, close enough to do any damage. I mean, Wonder Man can take to the air. Danny has ranged attacks. He's got some energy blasts, but they're, they've never been shown to be uh, that long range. They, they, they've only ever been real short-range energy attacks, and they wouldn't do anything, anything at all, to someone of Wonder Man's durability. So the way I see this fight going is they find each other. You know what? I'll even give a speech... The idea that, that Danny can get the drop on Wonder Man, let's say, because of his his, uh, his his skills. But it's not going to do him any good. He, he can't hurt Wonder Man. Uh, Wonder, Wonder Man's been hit by uh, the biggest guns in the Marvel Universe, and, and he gets right back up. So, um, and, and once he finds Danny, it's over. Uh, uh, a punch that leveled Thor here, an energy blast there. And Danny is down for the count. And of course, Wonder Man, you know, he's not an evil guy. He's not going to let uh, Danny sit there. And if any prisoners do escape during the melee, he's, he's not going to uh, leave Danny prey to them. But he is going to uh, put Danny down. So. I guess I'll turn it over to speech now. Okay. Ah. <sighs> Uh, and that, my, and that, that, that was that, that was painful speech. My cheeks hurt from this large Joker-like grin I have on my face now. Like you, I, you, you, it is for <laughs> anyone else other than Iron Fist. I, I, I'd have more gusto, but I. <laughs> you took, you've uh, taken right. the wind out of my sails, man. All right. Well, then let's just cut to the meat of this. The um, the new Avengers fight I knew was going to be brought up, and one number one Wonder Man snuck up on the team, uh, with team beat them down the thing is they were trying to fight them they were trying to reason with them so there was a lot of holding back there <clears throat> um when he popped up with his um team like i said they ambushed the uh, mansion and basically it was a surprise attack from i think six or seven other characters as well so you know that right right there the little sub the surprise sneak attacks if he's that powerful could have taken um taken him on his own he wouldn't have you know rallied the the d-list guys to back him up um but on the raft the problem is this half of those guys have been on the raft longer than danny's been an avenger the problem is is that wonder man is probably either us beat down or assisted in the beat down of half of the people that are trapped in there problem again is that they also know Iron Fist is, is a hero, so I don't think Wonder Man has any leverage on the raft because either way it goes, <clears throat> if, if those guys get out, they're going after bo- both of them, period. So I don't think Wonder Man has an advantage of, you know, like, hey, Iron Fist is here. Come with me. Let, let's beat him up. They're not going to trust the guy who, who's been in the longstanding Avenger. Oh, did we lose him? Huh? Oh, boy. Oh, you blinked out there for a second. Oh, there he is. Oh, I did? Yep. 
Okay, well, I'm still here. I think that was an Alan Moore attack. He must be a must be a, a Wonder Man fan. <laughs> Don't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now these two meet up. They're going to you brought into account Iron Fist speed. I mean, the guy dodges bullets, not just one or two, but he dodges bullets from people shooting from various angles. So I'm I'm pretty sure that he'll have the speed enough to dodge Wonder Man's attacks, his energy beams. He's also dodged plenty of ranged energy attacks from people a- as well. Wonder Man can also be struck, you know, and I I really do hate to pull this out, but I mean, you know, we 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 do know right now this would be seen as a rematch, especially from Danny, and he'd be looking for some payback. There's no holding back. He's going to try to beat the crap out of Wonder Man, and he's going to pull out all the stops. So that means, you know, going with a full power chi, chi attacks. That means hitting enough force to break a helicarrier, even though Ian just hates that. You know, I'm just saying this guy is powerful enough to take out Wonder Man. You know, he's not looking to talk to a friend. He's not looking to rationalize with him. He's looking to put this guy back down for basically jumping his his team with with his band of D-list friends. Um I do know that at at certain points uh even though Danny may not have as much you know when it comes to stamina in this fight, he'll be able to keep healing himself, staying fresh, you know, and as you know as well as I do, Danny is capable of these huge superhuman feats. And Wonder Man really isn't that much of an issue here because, like I said, he's not I don't think he's as powerful in the books as he is on paper or computer. Like I said, he needed help to put down the team. He had to sneak attack attack him and he preyed upon the fact that they were going to try to reason with him first. So made of energy or not, he's going to be put down by Andy. I mean, um, not Andy. <laughs> Danny. <laughs> Don't by, confuse um, the two of them. Yeah, ever, ever. <laughs> by um, by Iron Fist. Hmm. All right. I don't, um, I don't, I don't think the, envi- the environment helps or hurts one more than the other because they're going to be seen as heroes and, you know, try to be attacked regardless. Maybe they can help John Walker get from that flight of stairs Mandarin put him on in the last match. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's tough. Um you know, yeah, the 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 villains that there would be some going after both of them, but um Danny's more vulnerable to the villains, number one. How? Um, how? How? These guys how? really? One huge cheebird, and they're all down, un, unconscious, sucking their their thumbs, and, and he's back to slapping around um, Wonder Man. One cheeseburger. These aren't high. One chi attack. Oh, cheeseburger. Okay. <laughs> oh my! It's not you I mean, with the chi, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, un, understand? You know as well as I do. Danny fought off monsters from hell for how many days? Do you do you honestly think these little two bit D list villains that that are stuck in the raft? Because the ones that are left in the raft are the two bit D list villains. 
All right, all right. Here, you know, here's I've the deal. Been, here, here, I've, here, I've here. been keeping up on the th- the um, Thunderbolts issues, and all the big guns are pretty much gone. Well, the problem with that is, um, uh, Danny is Danny does what you said about healing is correct. Danny can heal himself. However, the only time we've seen him do this, he was sitting in Kunlun in a room by himself with the Book of the Iron Fist in front of him and meditating. When there's a bunch of guys, D-list or not, they, they D-list, sure, maybe, but they will be better more than, than your average Hydragoon. And Wonder Man coming down on him, he's not perf- pulling off that same feat. It's not going to happen, and now I can never draft Iron Fist again. Thank you, Speech. I'm, I'm calling shenanigans because you, all, you also know in that fight in hell, he was healing himself and meditating while fighting them. And when he did, when he did it for the first time was when he had just got the, the book and was learning how and he did it on accident. He continued to do it a couple more times throughout the series and when, when he was in hell. Understand, like, like I said, but the these, those, villains those things... are, are going to go after Danny and um, Wonder Man. It's not it's not like Wonder Man is going to have a clear shot. But for the sake of but... the fight, go ahead. Wonder Man's durability is miles above Danny. Wonder Man can survive re-entry. All right, that just that, that's a lot. Really, really inappropriate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But um, uh, in the Mighty Avengers, they had to take out some satellites. Wonder Man and Sentry flew up in space, tore him up, flew right back. No big deal. Um, and he's in, he's airborne. So sure, even if the, even if you have half the villains that attack Danny and half the villains attack Wonder Man, they're lame D-listers. Whatever. Danny is more vulnerable because he's uh, he's grounded. He's stuck on the ground. He he he's quick, but you know Wonder Man flies, and he can fly a lot faster than than Danny can run. And you, those monsters in that eighth city at the end of the Immortal Iron Fist series, yeah, that was that was an amazing feat. But those guys weren't bringing as much pain as Wonder Man can bring. You know, they had claws, and they were they were tearing them up. And if you'll remember, Danny went back to his cell each night after a day of fighting, and he was tore up. He didn't just miraculously – I mean he didn't just uh, uh, quickly heal himself. And if you'll remember, the lesser immortal weapons, uh, uh, Dog Brother, Tiger's Beautiful Daughter, uh, um, um, Bride of Nine Spiders, they, they're not as tough as Danny or Fat Cobra or, or, or Prince of Orphans, but they survived that as well. Did you just say that Fat Cobra and Prince of Orphans are not as tough as Danny? Because Fat Cobra... No, they're, 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 they're tougher than Danny. Danny threw that fight, though. Okay. Danny threw the first fight. He did they're, throw they're, it, and they, and they document that Danny threw the, um, the first fight. Now, they may not yeah, be that, as that, tough as Danny, and they survived. However, they survived as a plot device. And you also have to take into account... Danny had been fighting nonstop for how many days in hell? How many days? Over a month, right? Every day. Were, were those multiple, things trying multiple to kill him? Were yes. they trying to? No, that yeah. it was a plan. They didn't want to kill him. If you remember how that ended, it was the the the, the leader down there. He he. The other he immortal Iron he Fist. Payback. That that yeah, hit. He wanted Danny payback in the head. That guy hit Danny in the head with a full powered chi punch. After all those days of um, fighting, so his healing ability, you know, it may have his um, limits, 
but it's it's one damn fine healing um, ability. He won't be fighting for days on on days upon days. And these D-list villains, one thing we all, all know right. about D-list villains, they get they see two of their buddies get beat up real bad. What do they do? They turn tail and run, which will basically leave this, this fight between these two. Let me ask you this. You've said that Wonder Man attacked uh, the, the Avengers Mansion with himself and a bunch of D-list losers. And after the initial assault, Wonder Man took on Miss Marvel. So that left, left Iron Fist to fight some D-list losers. And Iron Fist did jack crap. He had to be pulled out of the rubble like everyone else. And so I, I'm with you. I read the, the, the Immortal Iron Fist series. I know what he did in that 8th city. But I also know more recently... God, this hurts. The more recently that Iron that Iron Fist got he got tore up by I mean, if we're gonna go recent, more recently he just deflected a Phoenix blast from Scott probably from ten feet away. I mean, if we're gonna go recent feats. That's I mean, but that's solely because of the unique relationship between the Shaolo Dragon's power and the Phoenix Force. You know that. You know that that no no I don't know because they haven't finished explaining everything yet because I, I I still don't know how the hell he did it. So the thing is, uh, but nobody else yes, can do it. it out of the rubble. But again, it was a plot device to to Deep. make um, so so one man could have his oh, you know okay. girl tap okay. um, with Hank. Okay, I so, see. So, yeah, he ended up in the rubble. But again, the team was trying to reason with him. He snuck up on him as a surprise attack. Danny knows it's a fight. He's pulling out all the stops. He, do, he he doesn't care, and it's payback time. And you know how Danny is when he's pissed. Wonder Man is going to need that members-only jacket once again. No, no, don't bring that up. That that we can forget about all about that. Um, no, um, no, we can just bring up Danny's collar from the '70s, and and, and, and anyway, we don't want to do that. <laughs> even though that wasn't as gay as the members-only jacket. So, <laughs> um, all I'm saying but is this. and 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 the the the. The fact is, Danny's durability is not equal, even with his healing and the use of his chi, it is not equal to Wonder Man's durability. Wonder Man is made of energy. All right. The only way he's go- anything's going to happen to him is if someone is manipulating that energy. And Danny, you know, uh, Danny's not doing it. Iron Man did it, and then we find out that Wonder Man allowed himself to be captured, as you said, so he could have a little chat with Hank. And then when he had had enough, he had done what he came to do, he was out of Iron Man's little trap uh, because it wasn't a trap at all. He could have left at any time. And you're, t- you're looking at a guy who, who after, before he busted in on the new Avengers, when he made his, his initial real warning to the, the Avengers, the Thor and Iron Man team, he one-shots Thor. He punches Thor and Thor's down. And the next panel, walking up to talk to him. Still, it doesn't matter. He was walking up to talk to him. He wasn't even ready. No, because it's like if you have two guys who are about to fight on the on the street. Hold on, if you have like two guys, and you have one guy just walking up with and with his hand out to shit, and he gets punched, he gets sucker punched, and he's out. But you put that same guy in the ring, ready to fight, and he knows it's a fight, and he gets hit the same spot the same amount of strength he's not going down he's either gun, no gonna, that's, um, dodge, like, that's like a child walking up uh, to you and punching you could, i think could a, right could now you're, you, you're drinking you're drinking the the um wonder man kool-aid and you're making him a whole lot cooler than members only jacket spokesman and that he really is <laughs> hey i'm i'm not here saying wonder man is cool all right don't confuse that <laughs> all i'm saying is <laughs> he hit an 
Wonder Man would defeat Iron Fist. That that Thor has been slapped around unaware by plenty of people, but he's always come back and put, and put the beat down on him. And it's happened to quite a few heroes in, in the end, in the villains. These two guys are not unaware. They're in the fight, and they know they're there to fight each other. So Iron, Iron Man, I mean, I'm sorry, Iron Fist has several very, very powerful um, attacks, and I... I would hate to 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 be you because right now you are downplaying so many of his attacks, but that's okay. I would expect nothing less. You know what you're gonna make? You're gonna make me go find some of his defeats, and that's gonna make this hurt even more. But no, and, no, no, because I've seen several of Iron Fist's de- de- defeats, and they were a lot more common before his power up. However, Wonder Man has been sla- slapped around periodically, whether or not he's energy or not. The fact and is, I know, though, I mean, and, he, and he, I know Danny uh, does Fist have is not a, in his class. Class, I, right? Because Iron Fist outclasses. He's com- no Wonder Man outclasses <laughs> Danny. Come on! <laughs> oh, for crying out loud! You know, you talk of speed and raw power, and Danny is speed, raw power, and finesse. But what's what? what what's he finesse? Will outthink, do you? He will outthink a crazy and enraged idiot like Wonder Man. And he will outfight him. That's what Danny is. Really? He is, he is, he is, is, is crazy and raged idiot. Because because you know Danny, he went after a he's gone after crazy and raged idiots before, and he hadn't always won. I mean, sometimes the uh, a, a, let, let's call Wonder Man a crazy and raged idiot. Sure, sometimes the crazy and raged idiot is way too powerful. And it doesn't matter what you've got if you don't have the 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 trump card, which is sheer power to match it. Or, or some little little trick, like uh, a telepathic trick or something that disrupts ionic energy, which Iron Fist does not have hanging out uh, in his repertoire of attacks, you, you just, you're outclassed. You have shown up with a knife to a gunfight, my friend. You, you know there are nullifiers in the RAV for characters that do have that power set. There are two, hum- there are two people on the planet that have that power set. They do not have ionic dampeners going uh, 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 full bore. Two people. Who, who, who are the two only people. two characters Count that have Wonder Man. Okay. That's it. It's Count Nefaria and Wonder Man. You know, people – Tony Stark has, has tech to, to counter Wonder Man. And only that because Wonder Man warned them not to reform the Avengers. And when Tony Stark – the most technologically brilliant minds, short of Reed Richards, on the planet, created this tech to stop Wonder Man, who he knows intimately. Wonder Man busts out of it at the second that he's done talking to Hank, because he was only there because he wanted to be there. Did so he bust out, or did he just teleport? Because I think did did he just teleport away? There was no big fight. He just teleported. There was nothing. Oh no, he didn't, he didn't break out. He just he left. He left. He voluntarily left. He chose to leave. And so he chose to let Iron Man capture him. So and if Tony Stark he's going to be doing Wonder a lot Man, of teleporting in this fight? What I'm saying is if Tony Stark couldn't, couldn't uh, technologically uh, stop Wonder Man, the, there's nothing here that, that in, on the raft that's doing it. That's what I'm saying. And there, there's no way you can argue that. I mean, who do you, if who, Tony Stark who do you can't come up with something. was in the rebuilding of the raft? It was Reed and Tony. Is Count Nefaria a, a resident there? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Count Nefaria is a prisoner Nobody on the raft. Nobody cares about Count Nefaria. That's how irre- irrelevant he is, just like Wonder Man. 
Oh, irrelevant or not, you got to fight him. Dan, Danny packs a lot of power and a lot he of packs iron fist. I a lot know. of a lot a lot of combat smarts, and he'll be a, able to smarts, go ahead yeah. and just knock out Wonder Man. So I mean, like I said, ionic energy or not, he has to be hit, and he and he has to put Danny down. And you know whether he can fly or not makes no difference. We're in a large enclosure. There's not that room for flying or maneuverability here. And like I said, Danny has avoided beam attacks, bullets, arrows coming from multiple directions. He's he's taken out six um, people in that um in that many seconds so i mean we're we're not gonna people. sit here and look at danny like he people like as he strong moves as wonder at, man or people? at regular speed no i said people yeah, he doesn't but, have to take out six wonder mans he just have to take um take out this one here which he'll be able to do has has he ever taken out someone as powerful as wonder man i'll have to go back and look again oh i'm sorry he took out probably half of hell <laughs> uh, one that wasn't hell. That was the eighth city, and two they weren't trying to. It was kill their him. metaphor and for they, hell. They were, yes, it was, and they were trying to scratch. They, they were said, scratching him. Could, they could have said, "Really?" Because the thirty-foot monster that was stomping the crap out of him. You know that that was a giant clay right. monster, and, and that was pretty good. But that thing was slow. It wasn't flying. It's power and that cut absorbed its kinetic energy, kind of like Sebastian Shaw, and Danny had to overload it. Until he exploded. So how's he overload a being made of ionic energy? How's how's he wrap his head around that? How's he outsmart that? He can't. Are this you sure? This is a problem. I mean, because your like only way of putting out Danny is in digital world. Da- Danny, Danny's skills don't apply here. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! I cannot believe you just said that. <laughs> no, you're talking about overloading, and and I remember the giant, and and he hit the giant, he hit the little thing, and it absorbed kinetic energy, and it grew bigger every time Danny hit it. But how he beat it was by slicing its tendon. Boom. And he overloaded. No kinetic energy. It was. It was so, all. No, it was all. He that didn't it. overload it. He cut it. He cut it. It's uh, the Achilles heel thing in the back there, above your the ball of your the, your heel. No, and no, but uh, Wonder Man doesn't have one of those. You know what he has? He has an ionic energy heel. You can't cut it with a fist. So that well, doesn't apply. You got no chance in hell in winning this fight. I'm sorry. Exactly. Danny has no chance now in winning no, this fight. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Wonder Man will end up on the ground. I'm sorry, but there's your only way. I mean, the only thing that you're saying is what? He's he's going to blast Danny? That's it? This guy here can still be hit and be not um knocked out. And Danny's energy attacks can cause there's him problems. There's nothing compared to Miss Marvel's. There's nothing compared to Miss Marvel's. And Miss Marvel got dropped on the ground, knocked out when she went up against Wonder Man. It wasn't a surprise when they fought. She Again, she was fighting a friend, and she was also trying to talk and reason with him, and everything happened no, off-panel. They flew up off-panel, and then, and, and, and then she's on, on the ground. Most of his no, no, no. quote-unquote feats happened off-panel, and we didn't no, see before Jack. The off-panel, before the off-panel thing, you see them both fly at each other, and right. there's a big ball of energy. So she wasn't trying to talk. She, had, she was finished talking. She was finished reasoning. She had begged Simon you know, tell me you're being mind controlled or whatever crap she said, and then she was all about business. 
But again, you, you are the ground, com comparing a meat and potatoes fighter like Miss Marvel, who's a slugger, to no, some. No, no, no. I'm comparing the energy blasts. You you mentioned Danny's energy blasts. Carol's energy blasts are uh, more powerful. And you know what? She can absorb energy and direct it right back at her attacker, and that still didn't do any good. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm, I'm showing how Wonder Man uh, knocked out someone whose energy blasts are going to do more damage than Danny's energy blasts are going to do. And whenever he's pulled off feats like the Heller Carrier, or, or it's, he's taken some concentration, he's taken a moment to steady himself, to focus his chi. That's not just throwing a punch. All it right? didn't take that a minute takes for him time. to focus to break the Heller Carrier. It just, it just took half a panel. No, he talked about it for a second. He's he, in his inner monologue. He's like, I gotta focus, just just like uh. And it took whenever a second. He, his his he's not some amateur martial artist. He doesn't need like an hour to focus. He's not you 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 know he and, he's Wonder not Man's some not... you know new student. And the thing is, this thought and and the whole Marvel, I mean Miss Marvel thing. Like I said, they crashed into into each other, bounced off, flew off, off panel, did their thing. She ended up on, on the ground off panel. Okay, like I said, these two guys go at each other. Wonder Man has to be able to hit him, put him down permanently, and he can't do it because Danny is looking for pay um payback here. So he's got an agenda, and and Wonder Squirrel Man Girl's probably is, looking for payback. It, it, that, that, her attitude ain't gonna help her. Yeah, but you know you can't put Squirrel Girl in in the category of anybody. All right, now that we have uh, brought Squirrel Girl into the into the conversation, that's a, that's a good stopping point. Before we get low, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, well, thanks, guys. Is this like the longest show ever. Uh, it might be. I don't know. I was I was enjoying it. Um, so editing. Can, yeah. I, can I just say one more thing? Uh, no. Speech. No. Your best tactic here was sending Iron Fist against me. Did, you you you're doing a number on me, man. All right. <laughs> this is tough. This is real tough. All right, good job, guys. Y'all can keep it up, and I know you will. Uh, Y'all are, are two most vocal in the forums uh, fighters, so uh, so the, the the fight will continue there. So, um, it, just so everybody knows that um, the the circumstances that that the fighters are competing. If this is your first time listening to the show, uh, the fighters are teleported into their respective environment on opposite ends of the environment, and they have a full disposal of any and all the resources available in the environment. Um, they're not allowed to leave the environment, but teleportation and flyers are not considered as leaving the environment. Lastly, the winner is determined based on the fact that he has subdued the opponent's fighter. Subduing can be anything from restraining to killing. So next week, uh, no rest for the wicked as Eli is back. Um, Damn. I know, <laughs> and he is facing uh, Dan, and uh, Eli uh, somehow gets the uh, gets the home team advantage again. Um, not sure how that happened, but no, Gator is home. No, no, I was no. home. I chose Eli. the raft this time. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's it's okay. I, my first matches, I think, were away. So okay, and Bri Brienne made the schedule, so he he deserves to get hit like this. Yeah, I guess so. So. <laughs> so um, <laughs> So Eli still has uh, Invisible Woman and Emma Frost left uh, in his stable of characters, and Dan has Wolverine and Novar, the Protector, left in his in his. So uh, so that should be an interesting uh, pairing. No matter what what they choose, it'll be a good it'll be a good thing. So um, so that'll be fun next week. Dan's going on down. 
I don't know. He's got Wolverine, which is the Marvel equivalent to God. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Dang it. <laughs> All right. Wolverine's a real winner. <laughs> that sounded so sad. <laughs> that sounded so slurred. No, it's because my mouth's full. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that's what she said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Eli, are you going to put up with that kind of talk? <laughs> you, you know what? You know what? Can, 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 for, for next week, can can we do the question of the week where we say who each of us are in the Marvel Universe? Because I got a good one for you, Ian. Sure. I already, I already have, I had that all prepared for tonight. If you wanted to do it. Oh, uh, now I won't be on that show. I'm going to miss that one. I got Eli's picked out. It's awesome. Uh, Yours awesome too. The 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 question I asked you earlier sealed it for me. I, I want to know. Say it. What? No, I want to save it. Let's build up the suspense. All right. But but let's just say Ian's love of beer, um um, and and some some you know might might even say his his love of beer over other things that men normally love. Uh, yeah, that that sealed that did it. <laughs> Oh my! Well, we'll see. That that'll be interesting. <laughs> All right. He, Ian's changing mind right now. He's he's making it someone else so horrible. No, no, I, no, no. I, yours is yours is yours is perfect. I didn't have to change anything. I was just looking over. I was trying to remember. I just had a big list of who is everybody. So, like, for Git, I, I had one, two, three, four, five. I had five different people for Git, and then I was going to pick the best one. <laughs> All right, but but uh, for Eli, Eli, there's only one name beside Eli. His was easy. Wow! Anyway, oh, uh, nice. Well, I don't know. You probably won't I can't wait next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm, a little, I'm a little afraid of this question. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that one. This season, we introduced a new segment into our show called the COC. Power rankings. Power rankings. Where we take it upon ourselves to rank five new characters each week in terms of who is the toughest. Um, if you'd like to submit a character to be ranked, I uh, you can go ahead and submit one. I won't listen. Um, or just, <laughs> <laughs> just just kidding. I I value um, listener input. I highly value it. Yes. Anyway, um, just want to yell at us for how ridiculous and stupid our choices are. Log in at comicattack.former.com and tell us what you think in the COC thread labeled Power Rankings. Tonight's five nominees are... I love this group. We have, uh, and this is in no particular order, we have Modoc, we have Mojo, The Purple Man, Romulus, and Shadow King. This is great. This is a great, great group. That's a fun little group, eh? Yeah. So, uh... How do you want to do it? Uh, you go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think of an overall rationale here. I don't have one. I'll just go one by one. I put Shadow King as first. Um... The thing that gets me with the Shadow King that makes him really powerful is uh, he, he's 
more often than not, and when I say more often than not, maybe even always, uh, Jeff Jeff could correct me here probably if I'm wrong, but Shadow King is, I believe, he has no body. Like he's a corporal That's right. um, entity. You know what I mean? Like he's just a psychic entity. So the thing with Shadow King is, is Shadow King, he, he can be defeated, but he's never, ever really truly defeated. Um, which to me, he makes him, he's, he, he, I think he's one of the ex people's scariest villains in the sense that he always just pops up. You know what I mean? And, and they'll, they'll shut him down, but the way that they'll shut him down is they, they get him, they kick him out of whoever's head he's in. And then he just leaves and goes on to somebody else. Um, so I, I don't know how this, this, uh, the rest of this group could really beat him. Um, so I put Shadow King as, as number one. I think he's a really badass character. Um, second one is Mojo. Uh, I absolutely love the character of Mojo. I love the Mojo-verse uh, universe. Um, Everything about those storylines, I like how the long shot came out of that whole Mojo universe. I think it's just the, it's the wackiest thing. Like it's just such a weird, messed up idea, and and he's the perfect guy to run that place. Um, and and he's he's a powerful guy. When you when you look at the characters that he has working for him, like Spiral and those types of people, and uh, you look at the the characters that he's imprisoned, you can see just how powerful how powerful mojo is uh, he controls well he controls an entire universe right so he's a powerful guy um next i put modok modok's pretty powerful but he's he just bugs me so there's no way i could put him higher uh you know he's a giant head uh, <laughs> just, he i don't know modok he, he like pisses me off i don't like him uh he used to work in sextillion <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. You guys, wee little arms, <laughs> huge wee little arms. <laughs> he bugged me. Yeah, he I is. He is poorly designed. Yeah, I hated you, Mordok. Um, <laughs> unique. <laughs> but he. But with that said, he is powerful. You know, he goes up against the Hulk, and he goes up against Iron Man. He's, you know, he doesn't just take on these, you know, low. D-list Iron Fist kind of characters. He's he's he goes up against the big guys. Um, you guys didn't laugh at my joke there. I'm yeah. I'm ignoring that con- yeah. that comment, but I know that you left out one guy. So <laughs> um, next, I put Romulus. Romulus is I put Romulus above Purple Man. I think those two could flip. Um, Romulus or Purple Man, they're kind of about the same. I think Romulus. It's tough to tell just how powerful he is. Uh, you have to know how powerful he is in, in the sense that he's been around pulling the strings from behind the scenes for a long, long time and controlling characters like Sabretooth and Wolverine and all of those kind of characters. Um, so you know he's he's a great manipulator. Um, we've seen him fight a couple of times as a beast of a, of a character, really big guy. Um, Purple Man I put last, and I think the reason I put Purple Man last is I used to think he was powerful, but... Um, I don't remember what episode it was. I'm assuming it's New Avengers, but I could be wrong. Where he took he took control of Luke Cage, <clears throat> and uh, Luke Cage actually just fought back um, mentally and pushed Purple Man out of his mind. Yeah. Which up to that point, Purple Man had taken over Luke Cage quite a few times. So that was kind of a big stepping stone for Luke Cage. And in my eyes, it dropped Purple Man down the list. So again, that was Shadow King, Mojo, Modok, Romulus, Purple Man. All right. Uh, let's see. I, I, first, I was gonna go Modok, but as you're talking about Shadow King a little bit more, um, 
I, I flipped them. I, I think I think those top three guys are really could really be interchangeable, um, and and they're they're very evenly matched. I think. Um, but there again, yeah, Shadow King. Uh, I think I don't know how these guys would would defeat him. Um, but but Shadow King is. I mean, he's always defeated by by just uh, anybody who has telepathic powers. To, you know, even though Shadow King tends to be like this most powerful psychic power, he's, he's he is always you know getting de- defeated. But um, uh, but because of because of the fact that he has no uh, physical body, that that to me um, is significant. And so I don't see how uh, the uh, how Modok. Um, could do that. I hate Modoc too, uh, but but you know, just looking over his history and, and looking over, I mean, the guy can take on Hulk. Um, he's super intelligent. He's definitely the smartest, I think, out of out of this group of people. Um, he's uh, he he's got um, uh, he, you know he's got the strength. Um, I mean, he he has the if 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 uh, Shadow King had a physical body, I would say Modoc would probably um overpower him but um but i don't see how um i mean modok has some psionic powers but they're not like telepathic um so i don't see him defeating shadow king so mojo i i i have to disagree with you i think mojo is the biggest wanker of a of an x-men villain um i i just i don't get him i don't i don't yeah wanker british slang coming out well yeah yeah (laughs) wanker He's a wanker. Or an international show. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I just I I've never liked him. Um, I I don't understand what he has to do with the X Men. I, I just he's one of those just bizarre uh, villains. Um, I mean, despite that though, I mean he does have some pretty significant power. He seems to whatever. I mean, the the thing is, is he's been written pretty inconsistently. Like it's just like whatever power he he needs, he has and. Um, Whatever suits the story. So, um, Romulus was a big question mark for me because he's he's so limited. He's only been in a handful of issues. Um, but I'm kind of pairing him up with maybe a slightly uh, just over Wolverine kind of um, uh, mainly because that was you know he was Wolverine's big threat and. Uh, even though Wolverine defeated him, but um, but he, but he made it tough, and and in the recent issue of Wolverine, he uh, Wolverine uh, beat him pretty badly. But um, yeah. so um, and then Purple Man, oh Purple Man, God, yeah, Luke Cage is is uh, kicks that guy's ass every day, and you know, and we've talked about Luke Cage before, and while you know, in theory, Luke Cage is great, I mean, he's still kind of low on this power rankings list, and so. Purple Man kind of uh, is uh, in this group, at least, is is at the bottom. Uh, you know, just because he can possess people, so so can Karma, and uh, <laughs> you know that, that doesn't mean much of anything. So anyway, so Eli, how about you? Me, um, all right. I had Shadow King first for all the reasons you guys said. Uh, Telepaths beat him, but he also. Um, they're also afraid of him. Um, uh, Psylocke uh, seems to be sometimes uh, confident that she can take him on and face him, and sometimes uh, she's terrified uh, once he he's like aware 
that 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 she's trying to hide something or or, or because she can't she's not powerful enough almost like like to to keep him out or something so um i got him number one i got mojo number two uh i hate mojo and modok i think they're they're both i mean i, I don't even i'm with you ian on modok just looking at him i just just get rid of him or redesign him yeah. number one character in need of a of a of a redesign that big head just creeps me out i don't like it <laughs> but um but i put Mo- mojo's got a you know he's 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 a pretty pretty uh dastardly villain he's he's tough on the x-men there modok is 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 tough i could probably maybe even be convinced to put modok to switch him and mojo um uh i got romulus number four he gave wolverine a run for his money he's it's he he is he's pretty bad um but i don't think he could do anything to the three above him and purple man he's just got those pheromones those mind control pheromones he's got a I mean, he, he's not that much of a threat at all, really, he's, especially he, to these guys. He's, he's basically just wearing Axe body spray. That's, that, that's all Purple Man is. That's it, Jeff. Marvel's going to start selling that stuff. <laughs> With Purple and, you know, Man I, I on was, it. <laughs> I was just looking at Purple Man's uh, wiki entry, and it says he, he mainly targets women. So yeah. there you go. I'm telling you. Yeah. All right, speech. All right. Uh, my list actually kind of resembles Ian. So, um, I have Shadow King first, and Eli pointed out something very, very important. He is feared, and like when when Shadow King pops up, Professor X starts sweating. The first time I saw this guy, he gave Professor X like the chills, and it was a serious fight. And you know, even when he went up against Psylocke, it, it was the same thing. And when he comes around, there is an issue. And he's, I, I think Professor X called him. A parasite because he just goes from body to body. Um, I, I I put Mojo second, and it is just because of the power that he does wield and what he has at his disposal. Um, I have Romulus as third for the fact that you know he has been he hasn't been I, I guess up up front and in, and in the spotlight of you know all these you know um, epic battles or whatnot but when he does ha- have to throw down it it takes a lot to put, put um to put him down modok though i love his design i, th- I think it's one of the more u- unique ones and even though the head does creep everybody out in the little baby arms and baby feet and, you know i just uh i i do feel that he's formidable but but he's going to continue to be written as like the uh the fought the fought um the fighter guy you know he's he's gonna be that guy that gets sacrificed and just misused and abused until somebody wants to take the character seriously. And one character who will not be taken seriously at all is Purple Man, regardless. <laughs> I mean, the, the guy is a total, like, it's, it's just a total waste. I think he even popped up in the um, in the new Heroes for Hire title and totally sucked. Like, he didn't, Im, Im, he didn't, uh, let me see, I think he tried to take over quite a few people and it didn't work um, for a while. He was actually one of the prisoners on the raft that escaped. Anybody but, t- can anybody tell me what Modoc stands for without looking it up? No. <laughs> um, it, uh, isn't it uh, mechanized? Nope. No. Death and killing are in there, aren't they? Yeah. The K yeah. stands for killing. Yeah. Mental, that's, that's all I got. Mental organism designed only for killing. 
Oh, and, his, and his real name is George Tarleton. Yeah. yeah but who has he killed? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> he sucks at his job. Yeah, he needs to change his name. <laughs> yeah. if anything. Don't change the, the look. Just change, oh. just change his name. He'll be fine. Well, what are the, what are the numeric rankings put us at there, Ian? Uh, one second. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so we have Shadow King at 20. He's first. Uh, Mojo second with 15. Modok third with 12. Romulus with 9. And Purple Man with a lowly 4. <laughs> Purple Man gets yeah, the, low, the low, low, low. So is it is it my week to, yeah. to rank them? Okay. Um, okay, so I'm going to... <sighs> Let's see. I mean, some of these guys are pretty high up. Uh, let me start with Purple Man because he's pretty easy to, to rank. Um, I put him. Well, I, I actually I might put him even below. I originally put him under Luke Cage just because of that, uh, but above Hawkeye. Um, but I'm wondering. Can he just be the last guy on the list? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I think Forge could take him out. What do y'all think? I don't think Forge, Forge could. Just, you don't think I don't Forge know. Could? Forge is crazy as hell. Yeah. Well, yeah, it I'm, depends. It depends. But like, Forge, I, is, Forge is so hormonal and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> purple, I will, he makes <laughs> cry. He's hormonal? <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, I was thinking Purple Man could take out, I mean, he could take out multiple man. Like, he could control all the dupes. Um,. You know, you so he's. So? Uh, I mean, I think in the end, multiple man would probably get the upper hand, but I think purple man could subdue him with that. You know, <laughs> so. Um, but but not above Punisher. There, yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, take him out here, and I'm gonna put him just above multiple man. Mm. Okay. All right. And let's see. Um. But I'll put these other guys pretty pretty high. Um, uh, like I could put, let's see, what did we say here? Mojo had more, but had more. Okay. Um, I would I would put them. I'd put them all underneath uh, Scar. Um, but but just above. Yeah, yeah. No, just but just above Mister Fantastic on the list. What do you think? Wow. Too high? Reed wouldn't like that. He wouldn't like Modoc being above him. Nobody wants Mojo uh, Modoc <laughs> on top. <laughs> He's just a big head. His wee arms. <laughs> His little wee baby arms. Um, smile. Yeah, yeah, okay. I can I can go for that. I can go for that. Mr. Fantastic above them. So I'll I'll take those guys out. Um and uh Ooh. But not above World. Uh yeah, I'll put him just underneath Mr. Fantastic. Modok and Romulus cuz I Warlock Yeah, I don't think could take out Modok. So, um so there you go. So just under Scar, you got Shadow King and Mojo, followed by Mr. Fantastic, Modok, Romulus, and then Warlock. So there you go. 
Nice. All right. Mm. These are definitely the official power rankings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or not. So, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks everybody listening for listening to episode number 40 of COC Live. Go to comicattack.former.com under COC to vote for who you think is the most deserving to win tonight's fight. If you have any questions that you would like answered on the show, add them to the Ask the COCers thread in the forum. Uh, of course, we'd love to see lots of people joining in with Speech and Eli to argue to this fight. So feel free to post the fight uh, in the fight thread. Uh, look for us on Twitter at COC Podcast. Like us on Facebook at Contest of Champions Live. Subscribe in iTunes. Write us a review on iTunes. And uh, it helps us get, get picked up and more listeners uh, – uh, will find us that way. And you can check us out on our newest affiliate, comicrelated.com, who is posting the COC uh, from here on out. And um, and they're also posting some other great podcasts that are also on comicattack.net called uh, Tales from the Water Cooler and Discussions with Decapitated Dan. Good. And, and if anybody wants to email in or post in the forum so that they can tell me what chi is... Um, That'd be great. Cheese, it, cheese. It's made out of. It's made. Already had it's, that, that it's, it's made out of milk. It's. It's, <laughs> it's milk. dairy, right? Yeah, it's a dairy product, right? Oh. So yeah. So you know, oh. I, Iron Fist has and my and Mandarin have lots of cheese. See, I thought it was a made up thing in like the Force. Oh. Well. Oh, chi is very real. All right. I'm not getting this. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that members only jacket. <laughs> it existed, yes. <laughs> yeah, I had a members only jacket. I've never had any chi on me. Ooh, ooh that that's a good point. That, you make a good point, yeah. <laughs> uh we record every Sunday evening at nine PM Eastern time, so be sure to get your votes in on comicpack.former.com before then. And after some top notch editing work by Jeff. The fight's posted and is ready for listening the following Tuesday. Thanks again to our great competitors, Tom. Uh, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Gid. And Tom and I look very much alike. Um, and thanks to my co-host, Jeffrey. Yes. Thank, thank and, you. Uh, most of all, thanks to uh, myself. <laughs> <laughs> for being so awesome and uh, I guess thanks to all the listeners as well <laughs> uh, from all of us at COC have a great week uh, we'll talk to you again or you'll listen to us again on Sunday I, well no sometime I'm so confused <laughs> because I don't have enough chi let's <laughs> get <laughs> uh, <laughs> Or beer? What, what? What is it? Beer. <laughs> oh. oh! He didn't even pause. He, he didn't even pause. I, no, he did. I mean, he answered that quick as hell. I'm like, wow. I'm. A, I like boobs.
I'd go with boobs. I think I, I would I, too. I, I think I would too. That that's going to factor into my uh, if we do that question of the week. But I didn't want to ask you on air in case you know. Your what is wife the question of the week? Anything. Nah, I'm too old. To, I'm too old to care about boobs and stuff like that anymore. Oh. Dang, man. How old are you? They don't have to be your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, woman's boobs. Yeah. But if, <laughs> if, it my, if it was my boobs, I'd be all over. You should see me my boobs. Oh, wow. <laughs> mute, mute, just just hang up on him and call him back in. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hey, just just to give you an image, I'm popping up and down right now. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. So.